0: Two more teams have kicked off their offseason in the NFL, and we now know the final two teams that will match up and face off against each other in Super Bowl 56. And we're also going to kick off our search for potential replacements should Tom Brady decide to call a career and ride off into the sunset right now on the Locked On Bucks Podcast. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, bucks Nation? Welcome to today's episode of the Locked on Bucs Podcast. Thank you for making the Locked on Bucks Podcast your first listen or your first view every single day. I'm your host for today's episode, David Harrison. Going solo, my co-host James Yarko off for this episode. You find him, however, on Twitter at jyarko underscore bucks. Find me at harrison 82 Find the show at Locked on Bucks and find everything we're writing about your Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the NFL and the NFL Draft coming up over at bucksnation.com on Twitter at Bucks underscore Nation. This is a Locked on Bucks podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day, free and available on all platforms. And NFC-AFC Championship weekend in the books, and we now know the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams will face off in Super Bowl 56 coming from SoFi Stadium in a copycat league, the ultimate copycat league. The Los Angeles Rams deciding to try and copy what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did just last season playing a Super Bowl in their home stadium. Just the second time it's ever happened in NFL history because the first team to do it did it last year. That was your Tampa Bay Buccaneers led by quarterback Tom Brady. We're going to get a little bit more into him in here in just a minute, but we're going to start off first with the AFC. There was the first game played on Sunday, and it was the first first upset, I mean the only upset of the weekend, but the first real surprise of the weekend. Joe Burrow leading his team in just his second year as an NFL quarterback, really his first full year because he got injured last season. Uh, against the Washington football team, leading the Cincinnati Bengals to the Super Bowl. And perhaps even more impressive, I don't know, maybe it's just me. Actually, I know there were some people on Twitter who were also impressed. Evan McPherson, rookie kicker for the Cincinnati Bengals, one of eight players featured on the graphic that the Cincinnati Bengals sent out celebrating their AFC championship. So I don't know what's more impressive. The Bengals making it to the Super Bowl just two years after selecting Joe Burrow as the number one overall pick or the fact that a rookie kicker made it onto the graphic as one of the key eight players that helped spark uh, the Cincinnati Bengals' run. But that's what he has done. He's what he's deserved. Uh, and speaking of players deserving, of these, look, Joe Burrow, 23 for 38, 250 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. Not necessarily you know, a world-beating performance necessarily, but he didn't have to. On the other side of things, Patrick Mahomes, a lot of people a little surprised by some of the struggles that patrick mahomes went through 26 for 39 275 yards three touchdowns two interceptions of course the end of the first half is something that people are gonna be talking about for a very long time i saw a lot of buccaneers fans saw some some buccaneers media sources and outlets and and new media outlets talking about how the buccaneers broke the kansas city chiefs and listen you know i've, I've said it on this show i've said it on my other show the locked on washington football team podcast that I feel bad to a certain extent rooting against Kansas City Chiefs because the reason I root against them wasn't their own creation. So if you go back to the Super Bowl that the Buccaneers beat the Chiefs in last year, uh, a lot, what was what was everybody talking about? They're talking about Patrick Mahomes being the next goat. I mean, you have the Madden teaser video, the goat with the baby goat, and you know Patrick Mahomes is supposed to be the baby goat. And you have people talking about the Kansas City Chiefs being the next great dynasty. In the NFL to follow the Patriots footsteps or replace them as Tom Brady rides off in the sunset. It was supposed to be Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. That's what the NFL was pushing. That's the narrative that was out there. Uh look, the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, four straight AFC championship games and all that stuff. It's very impressive. But they go to the Super Bowl, they defeat the San Francisco 49ers. The very next season they go to the Super Bowl, they lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Then this next season they go to the AFC Championship game, lose to the Cincinnati Bengals. The Kansas City Chiefs are regressing not progressing. And some of that has to do with people getting more and more used to and familiar with what Patrick Mahomes is doing. Some of the things he does, they're just not as amazing as they once were because now people have seen it. They've kind of gotten used to it and they know how to counteract it. You look at Sam Hubbard for the Cincinnati Bengals, some very crucial moments, especially there in the waning moments of the of, of regulation before they went to overtime. And he's responding in ways that defenses didn't used to when he when Patrick Mahomes used to scramble a lot. Basically, they would kind of stay back and stay back and say no, don't go after him too much because you give him a big lane that he can run through. And on occasion, that still kind of happens. You know, kind of happens from time to time. But Sam Hubbard comes and he closes. He doesn't over pursue. He stays smart and intelligent in his angles and his pursuit of Patrick Mahomes leads to a very big play and you know keeps the Kansas City Chiefs from winning the game. Patrick Mahomes eventually throws another interception there in overtime. The Cincinnati Bengals turn that into an Evan McPherson field goal right off out of Kansas city with the AFC championship trophy in their check-in luggage. And they will now face the Los Angeles Rams who as many predicted defeated the San Francisco 49ers, but the San Francisco 49ers had really had the numbers or the number of Matt Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams really coach McVay and the Los Angeles Rams coming into this game. But Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, when James and I made our picks last week, I mentioned that I, you know, I thought the 49ers had a really good chance of winning. I know the history in that matchup by just Jimmy G kind of worries me in this thing. And that was really who it was going to hinge on. Whether or not the 49ers won this game was going to depend on what Jimmy Garoppolo could do to not prevent or to, to keep him from himself from preventing his team to advancing the Super Bowl. Finishes the game 16 for 30, 232 yards, two touchdowns, uh, and a crucial interception, obviously, that sealed the game, uh, the win for the Los Angeles Rams there. Matt Stafford going to his first Super Bowl ever, 31 of 45 for 337 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. So we now know the Detroit, or Detroit Lions, wow, the Los Angeles Rams, Matt Stafford, and the Rams will host, right, because it's at SoFi Stadium, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow, getting his first trip to the Super Bowl as well. And yes, the diamonds in the pennant were real. And yes, the macros in the Built Bar are also real, guys. Built Bars are protein bars that taste like candy bars. If you watched watch our Tom Brady retirement, non-retirement recap bonanza that James and I put up on Saturday night, early Sunday morning, depending on your time zone. And you heard me talk about my drive to Mobile. If you look around me, I am in Mobile, Alabama. This is my Airbnb. No, it is not haunted, I don't think, but it kind of looks haunted a little bit. The joys of recording on the road. On the road today, or uh, on Sunday when I arrived Mobile, Alabama, just like Saturday, on my way to Chattanooga, Tennessee, I enjoyed a built bar or two on my way to help keep me energized, help keep me fueled. And they do. They taste better than a candy bar in a lot of circumstances and even better uh, compared to other protein bars, not waxy, not chalky, and they don't taste like they're full of chemicals. Bill bars are tasty. They're they're covered in 100% chocolate, and most of them pack just 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, only four net carbs, but they're bringing you a full 17 grams of protein. Compare it to a candy bar that's going to pack you full of 240 calories with 30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs. Built Bars are the better choice. Get rid of your candy stash. Replace it with a Built Bar stash. I've got one in the fridge myself that I brought with me here to Mobile. If you're not a huge fan of working out but you still want to get healthier, replace candy and and pies and cakes and all that stuff with Built Bars, and it'll help you reach your goals. And they've got so many delicious flavors with new ones dropping all the time at Built.com. So head to the website when you place your next order. Use a promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off of that order. Again, promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen or your first view every single day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm David Harrison, your host for this solo episode, James Yarko, my co-host, off for today's show. Find him on Twitter at JayYarko underscore Bucks. Find the show at Locked On Bucks. Find me at DHarrison82 and find everything we're writing about your Buccaneers at BucksNation.com. I told you guys yesterday or on Saturday on our emergency episode with Tom Brady's retirement news and unretirement news Everything that we were going to be starting a position preview series. We're basically going to look at every position on the team or position group at at a minimum and start looking at some of the players that are still on the roster. We'll start moving towards, you know, maybe we get rid of some guys. Maybe we recommend, you know, re sign some guys, whatever it is. And then we start looking at potential replacements. So we're going to start off with the quarterback position. For one, it's the most important position uh, on any football team in in the National Football League. And for two, with all the recent news and leaks and developments and non-developments and retractions uh, and everything else surrounding Tom Brady, we figured it's a good time to go ahead and jump into this conversation. And I'm going to start it today with some internal guys, but I also want to address Jimmy Garoppolo. So during the course of the game, and I kind of egged some of this on, on Twitter a little bit as well, mentioning that Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, a, a guy that a lot of people assume the 49ers are going to want to move during the offseason, Eric Crocker, one of the hosts of the Locked On 49ers podcast, he's here in Mobile with me, former NFL defensive back he himself sent out a tweet following the end of the NFC championship game that Jimmy Garoppolo has taken his last snap as a member of the San Francisco 49ers. So if Tom Brady retires and Jimmy Garoppolo becomes available via trade, he is one of those potential guys that could replace Tom Brady. James is going to go over some other potential replacements and some of the bigger name replacements, and maybe even some draft guys that you might want to look at just overturn every single stone in this conversation. So obviously if you have your thoughts Share them with us, and we'll get as many of them on the air as we possibly can. But starting with Jimmy G, I talked to Eric following the game. try to get an assessment from somebody who covers the San Francisco 49ers. Again, he's a former NFL defensive back, so he's got the know, he's got the knowledge, he's got the experience of being in that situation. And what gives me confidence in my own analysis of Jimmy G is basically what Eric said, which kind of falls in line with who I kind of thought Jimmy G was. In the first place, a solid quarterback, which again, solid equals average in the National Football League. I think Eric said and I am paraphrasing here, I think 17 to 22 was about the range that he would rank Jimmy G, he's very much a quarterback who kind of needs to have the environment staged for him to be successful in. If it's a situation where Jimmy G has to kind of create the success himself in an uncomfortable environment, that's where you kind of see things break down. And when you go back to that final interception, the game-ending interception against the Los Angeles Rams, that's what you see. You see a situation where Jimmy G needs to come through for his team, make some key plays, make some clutch plays, the pocket collapses, the pass rush gets home, and off script, Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo just isn't as equipped as you want in a lot of quarterbacks to be able to make the play that you need to make for your team to make the smart play to keep them alive in the game, and that is obviously going to be a problem. Now, there's a history there of Jimmy G replacing or being the understudy for Tom Brady, so this wouldn't necessarily be new territory in that aspect, but I think when you look at what Bruce Arians does with his offense, how do you expect the, this offense to be run? It relies way too much on the quarterback making smart decisions, timely throws, smart throws. And the 49ers, with Kyle Shanahan in, in turn, and again talking to Eric, have basically constructed an offense around Jimmy Garoppolo that allows him to essentially be kind of a point guard. Distribute the ball. Give the ball to Debo Samuel. Let him run 40 yards on a screen play. Get the ball downfield to Brandon Ayuk. Let him go up and make the play. With the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense, a lot of times the ball needs to be delivered where the play is happening. Versus delivering the ball and then letting the play happen other than, you know, short passes to guys like Leonard Fournette or a screen to Chris Godwin here and there. So I just, to me personally, I don't feel like Jimmy Garoppolo brings all the necessary equipment mentally and fundamentally to lead uh, Bruce Arians attack. Now, if Bruce were to adjust uh, the offense and and all the coaching staff were to adjust the offense based off of Jimmy Garoppolo's limitations and you basically want to ride the defense the way the San Francisco 49ers do. And I think potentially you can make that happen. But again, a quarterback that not many Bucs fans want, and I imagine as you're listening to me talk about him, you don't want him uh, as well. I think the majority of Bucs fans do not want to see Jimmy Garoppolo step on the field as a starting quarterback for the Buccaneers. But if Tom Brady rides off into the sunset, they have two options currently on the roster from the 2021 season that could potentially be replacement candidates. And the first one we're going to talk about is Blaine Gabbert. You go back to Bruce Arians' comments when he's asked about the potential of Tom Brady retiring, he said he was very comfortable with the options that he had uh, at quarterback. Now, the last time Blaine Gabbert played significant amount of snaps, and I'm not talking about the three attempts he had in Week Five against Miami and all that stuff. You have to go honestly, guys. You have to go back to uh, 2018 with the Tennessee Titans for the last time that that uh, Blaine Gabbert had over a hundred pass attempts. And honestly, a hundred pass attempts in a single season isn't all that much. But he really hasn't had a whole lot of passing attempts since his 2011 rookie year the Jacksonville Jaguars, where he threw for 413 uh, attempts, completed 210 of them uh, for 2,000 yards, 12 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. For his career, Blaine Gabbert is a 56% completion rate guy, uh, 9,000 career yards, 50 career touchdowns, 47 career interceptions. So a very, very tight touchdown to interception ratio. And I think when you look at Blaine Gabbert, you're kind of relying on uh, intelligence through – Experience of being on teams, watching successful quarterbacks, obviously learning behind Tom Brady being in Arizona for a year with Bruce Arians and the staff and everything. And again, it's it's kind of a a kind of kind of a Jimmy G type of situation, right? You're looking at Blaine Gabbert as not a guy who's going to go out there and make the play as the quarterback that's going to win you the game. You just need him to not be the guy to lose you the game and facilitate getting the ball to your playmakers so they can go win you the game. Rely on your defense to keep the opposing score low enough so that what you produce on the offensive side of things can be enough to go ahead and get you the victories. Is that a Super Bowl recipe? If you ask me, on the surface, no, no, it's absolutely not. And and uh, that's obviously not what anybody wants to hear. What Bucks fans want to hear, but I think it's important to look at the on roster, the internal options to potentially replace Tom Brady and Blaine Gabbert, being the veteran. Uh, I think even if you move forward with say Kyle Trask as your as your quarterback of your future. I think in the beginning, you know, when you enter training camp and all that stuff, you're probably looking at Blaine Gabbers taking the majority of reps with the starters with the ones. And then you're going to move Kyle Trask in a little bit slowly, a little bit smoother. And we're going to talk about him a little bit more here in segment three as we get into that part of this quarterback assessment. And we're going to do so thanks to our friends over at the Get Upside app, an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. The Get Upside app. Our listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas. They purchase every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app at the Apple Store or Google Play. Use a promo code touchdown and you'll get 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Upside again. Just download the app for free. Use a promo code touchdown and you'll get up to 25 cents per gallon back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are, are making hundreds of dollars a year using. Get upside and there's no cash. The cash gets added right back to your account and you can then cash that out into your bank account, into PayPal, or you can get an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Again, just download the free GetUpside app, use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and you'll get that 25 cents per gallon or more back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN on the free Get Upside app. One more segment here on the Locked On Bucks podcast. David Harrison going solo on this episode. Find me on Twitter at d harrison eighty two. My co-host James Jarco is not here, but he can be found on Twitter at jarco underscore bucks. The show is at Locked On Bucks. We are talking about potential replacements for quarterback Tom Brady should he actually retire. Which again, going back to our emergency podcast episode that dropped on Saturday. If you haven't seen that, please go back and check that out. I told everybody I basically think this is something that's going to happen. Tom is going to retire. The Buccaneers are going to have to find a new quarterback. We're going to springboard that into our position-by-position position look at the current state of the roster and potential holes to fill or potential holes that need to be opened. And we're starting with the quarterback position because, again, most important position on the team, Tom Brady news is all over the place, whether or not he's going to stay, all of that stuff. So it's something that we need to talk about. And first, we're going to look internally. So if Tom Brady leaves, obviously the Buccaneers have to have a new quarterback. Starting internally, looking at Blaine Gabbert and what he – potentially brings the field again a veteran with a lot of experience in the league a lot of mental reps a lot of practice reps not a whole lot of physical reps touchdown interception ratio not the greatest in the world but he brings that veteran presence and hopefully as a game manager he can do enough to help the buccaneers get some wins if they rely on him however there is a younger potentially sexier you know selection or choice for the buccaneers waiting in the wind and or in the wing and that is 2020 second-round draft pick by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Kyle Trask, quarterback out of Florida. Uh, he's got no NFL stats. So going back to Florida, you know his three years uh, playing there for the Florida Gators, uh, played three games in his sophomore season, 12 in his junior and 12 in his senior seasons. In total, 67.9% completion rate. It's almost 68%, over a little over 7,000 yards, and uh, 69 touchdowns to 15 interceptions, which is a much better interception or touchdown-interception ratio than Blaine Gabbert had. The problem is Kyle Trask, his ratio was in college and Blake Everts is in the NFL. You look at Kyle Trask scouting report from NFL.com, six foot five, 236 pound quarterback uh, was basically viewed as a second round projection by Lance Zerline of NFL.com. Talked about his prototypical size, talked about how he made substantial progress throughout his, his career and throughout his time at Florida, started as a backup, was able to build, climb up the ranks a little bit, prove himself to his coach to his team and do all those things. But he has some weaknesses. I'm going to read those from, again, Lance Sterline, his NFL.com. Scouting report on Kyle Trask uh, talks about how his his power, his pocket setup is slow. Uh, it's a little bit labored, labored. And, again, you go back to Los Angeles Rams and, and that defeat of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the division round, that is going to be a problem. If you have a, a, a long buildup into getting into your throws and getting into your pass sets, that is going to be a problem in the NFL. Uh, footwork is sloppy. And trust me, for my time covering the Washington football team, if you have a quarterback with bad footwork, all those things can come back uh, to bite you in the end. It throws off your throws and makes some of them go higher, some of them go lower, off trajectory, whatever it is. Uh, misses blitz recognition, the mental processing of, of a quarterback, the intelligence of a quarterback, uh, incredibly important in the National Football League. So, obviously, all of those things. And there's more that Lance lists, but those are kind of the main ones that I want to talk about because you talk about from the brain. Down through the body into the feet, into the legs, where the quarterback typically draws power from. If you have problems at all parts of those mechanisms, it's really a concerning thing. Now, the question is how much did Kyle Trask improve during his rookie season? Call it a redshirt year, whatever you want to say, under Tom Brady or behind Tom Brady, under the tutelage of Buccaneers, you know, coaches, Blaine Gabbard, obviously, there helping him as well. Those are things that, honestly, we just don't know. So that's going to make the evaluation of should you go with Kyle Trask or should he get a chance uh, to play a little bit difficult. But he is an option out there. Um, I think that me personally, when you look at what Bruce Arians is trying to do, uh, again, you go back to reloading, not rebuilding, starting even, you know, he's not a rookie anymore, but you start Kyle Trask in his second year on your team. I think you're in more of a rebuild mode. I think Kyle Trask being selected last year, I know a lot of you guys out there had some concerns or some issues with Kyle being drafted uh, in the first place. Didn't really feel like he helped the team win today, more so a future move. And I agree with you. I think that's more so a future move a way for Jason Light. And, you know, the coach have to kind of get a head start on maybe seeking out starters that they're going to need for the future versus drafting, say, a defensive back or a wide receiver or something like that in the second round last year. That could have potentially helped them overcome uh, some of the problems they dealt with. But again, hindsight is twenty twenty. Foresight, uh, you know, oftentimes is is obviously not going to be uh, as sharp. So, what's done is done. We have Kyle Trask. You have the scouting report on him: some sloppy footwork, some sloppy mechanics, uh, a little bit less in the in the mental processing portion of the game from a quarterback. And again, all of those things are concerning. They're kind of cons- that's why everybody was concerned when he was drafted in the first place. And I think if the Buccaneers were to move forward with Kyle Trask as their option. I think you still need to bring in a veteran. That's where the Blaine Gabbert comes in or maybe a Jimmy Garoppolo or some of these other options that James is going to talk about. And then, of course, you have some other sexier options where Kyle Trask is still part of the potential future plans, not part of the 2022 plans because the quarterback you bring in is your 2022 plan. James is going to get deeper into some of those options starting on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Bucks podcast. I am here in Mobile, Alabama at the 2022 Reese's Senior Bowl. Uh, There's some other great guys here with me and at locked on NFL draft host, Ryan Tracy and Eric Crocker are going to be here as well. I'm going to do as the best I can to sit down with them on a nearly daily basis. As we go through these practices with some of these draft prospects and get their thoughts, share my own thoughts as well as to what these guys are doing out here, the good work they're putting in. In the meantime, all of you out there, I want to thank you again for making us your first listen or your first view every single day, the locked on bucks podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team, Every day. So please come back tomorrow, check out James, and check out everything that we have dropping here at the Locked On Bucks podcast. If you have a question or a take that you want to send in, shoot them to lockedonbuckspodcast at gmail.com or call them in to 813 444 5841. For your second listen, check out the Locked On Bets podcast, your daily one stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, free and available on all platforms just like. Locked On Bucks Podcast. is gonna do it for today's episode, guys. Thank you again for joining me. If you're out and about, please be safe, kind to one another, wash your hands, fire the cannons, and thank you for joining me right here at Locked On Bucks.